up, guys? It's John Nelson, and you are listening to the Starting Block Podcast. Guys, this is a show for complete athletic development. Our mission here is to give you the tools to win, whether you're the athlete, the parent, or the coach. If you are new to our show, welcome. I appreciate you joining us. I'll give you a breakdown of how we operate because we are a little different than most podcasts you're going to find out there. We have three different types of episodes that you will hear. First type of episode is going to be the Q&A. This is a bi-weekly episode where myself and my co-host, Chris Scarborough. What's up, bro? How are you? Good afternoon. That is where Chris and I will take the questions that you submit to us and answer those on air. That can be anything related to training, performance, rehab, wellness, nutrition, the neuro stuff. We will tackle it there. Chris, where can they submit questions? Info at startingblockpodcast.com. And, John, if I can add something else. Yeah. Um, if anyone has questions about upcoming programs, upcoming seminars whatever that we might have just sign up for the sign up for the uh newsletter at the bottom of startingblockpodcast.com that's the best way to stay informed on anything we have going on yeah yeah absolutely no that's a really good point i'll I'll talk a little bit more about that here in just uh just a second actually i'm glad you brought that up um before i lose my train of thought um so that's your q a and then the second episode is gonna be our guest interview it's where we bring on guest colleagues from across the country. They'll share their, their stories of success, their practices um, with their athletes, clients, patients. And then the other episode will be that Friday Fire or Saturday Sermon. It's about 10 to 20 minutes of me just giving you a little bit of insight into the motivational side, the business side, something just uh, you know a little bit uh, off topic but still related to the topic of um, training and development. Um, what we're actually going to start doing as well is since those episodes don't come out every week, cause I want to make sure we got something good to put out there. Um, we will probably be releasing periodically additional guest interviews. We've got a whole, um, b- book of, of, interviews in our library right now of uh, folks we've met with is so we'll probably start releasing a couple of those here and there. So should be on the lookout for that. Um, those are, that's our episode breakdown. Then you've got, uh, we ask you to pay your dues and paying your dues is simply sharing the show. Like, you know, numbers continue to go up. We got a lot of interaction from folks across the country and we greatly appreciate that guys. Thank you for supporting us in this movement, but we need you to please subscribe and to please leave a review. You got to understand that's for our ratings. Um, and the more that you do that, if you take that two minutes out of your day to help us out, then that helps us get seen and helps us get this message out there. And I think that's uh, more than fair if you know, you're asking for our time and asking us to answer different questions for you. Uh, I think that's just a, a fair exchange right there. So that's uh, pay your dues. Now back to what Chris was saying. Yeah, let's talk about that briefly. Um, like he said, sign up for the newsletter. You can sign up for that on our website, startingblockpodcast.com. We will also, I will put additional information on the website about upcoming events and guests and things of that nature. And as we spoke about in a couple other, uh, couple prior episodes, we will be hosting a NeuroTarget uh, event this summer slash fall. Dr. Jay and I are working on finalizing those plans. It will be at Elite Level Performance here in Memphis, Tennessee. We are looking at towards the end of the summer. 
um, early fall. We are finalizing all that, and as soon as we know, we'll announce it on the show, but we will also be putting all that stuff out in the newsletter, so we need you to subscribe to that so you know what's coming up. I'll have time and hotels and prices, and we'll have all that stuff you know, covered for you guys. So that is coming. I know we have a lot of interest in, uh, in that. I think we're probably up to I shoot, I don't even know how many people reached out to us. Uh, I mean, a lot. <laughs> a lot. And, and typically, they're reaching out by Instagram uh, direct message. And that's why yeah. I would say, just register for the newsletter, okay? You can yeah. always you can always unsubscribe if you choose to do so. But that way, we can keep everybody in one spot. And, you, you know, and you're, you can stay up to date. You'll know when those days are. Although, we'll announce it on the show when we get everything finalized. This way, we can actually get... You know, keep everybody informed on in one newsletter, and then yeah. like rapid updates or whatever that you might not hear, you know, until the next week or whatever. This way, you can we can let everybody know on you know on a moment's notice by email. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So just just subscribe to the newsletter, guys, please. We don't mind answering DMs and stuff. I mean, you know, I've answered plenty of coaches, and I, I don't mind doing that. But just understand, guys, that we we have to keep things organized as well. And, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, we handle, you know, all business as professionally as possible. And it's no different than just running our business. Like there's a reason that we have different processes. So if you could, uh, if you could help us out with that, that'd be great. So we can make sure we get all this uh, to you guys in a timely and effective uh, manner. Cause this is not our main job. This, <laughs> this is a side job right now, but, uh, maybe that'll change here. But anyways, um, all right, that's all the housekeeping stuff today is Q and a. So what we got, Chris? All right. So speaking of neurotarget, what is the difference between neurotargeting or neurotarget system and square one? Oh, wow. That's a good question. We're going to start like a little war here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do that by any means. So before we dig into that, I want to make sure that you guys know, look, we respect everybody's systems and approaches like this is not one better than, you know, nothing like that. I'm not, I'm not super knowledgeable about square one. You know, Sean was on the show. Sean, if you're, if you're listening, man, we'd love to have you back on too. I'm a neurotarget practitioner. I've been practicing neurotarget for probably 11, 12 years now. And I'm a um, square one guy. Yeah. And how long have you been doing square one? Uh, started the online version in 2020 and then uh, did the uh, live course level one and two in December mm-hmm. of 2022. So okay. six, six months of, of from the live training and then, uh, what, three years or so? Mm-hmm. Uh, two and a half years or so since uh, the online training. Okay. So as far as NeuroTarget goes and the way that I will speak on it is NeuroTarget can be used for a number of different scenarios. So as we talked about what's coming up in the upcoming you know seminar, certification course who it's for well it's really for anybody so like if you're a trainer this can be used for performance enhancement if you're a chiro if you're a pt you know a healthcare provider it can be used in in that sense as well the whole concept of neurotarget is to ensure that muscles are absorbing force the right way and to make sure that, that timing pattern is correct and it's efficient because what happens is sometimes the signals can get delayed and it causes that loop to kind of shut down, and these muscles can't really do their job. And that's subsequently why and how injuries eventually occur, because the force will just travel into that area. So the way the neurotarget addresses it is we have a series of steps we'll go through. We'll look for deficiencies in 
you know, muscular firing and then identify the neurological component to it and send feedback specifically to the weak part of the brain. That's a very important concept. So NeuroTarget, we're not just trying to create this randomized feedback. The feedback that we elicit is extremely specific to the weak part of the cortex or the weak part of the brain. And then we can add additional things, whether that's like cerebellum-based activations, you know, different things like that to help drive that feedback depending on what it is we need. And how does square one address something? Well, square one, first of all, the testing would be almost would, would be almost identical. Neural response testing. And they both use muscle tests. Correct, as its primary means of testing the individual. Um, where I believe square one would differ, um, there's it, it addresses any weaknesses, if you will, you know, one of three different ways, you know, visual, vestibular, and uh, proprioceptive, okay? As does neurotargeting. Really, if you want to get right down to it, neurotargeting does the same thing. Where I would say... Again, I have I have been the recipient of neurotargeting on numerous and numerous times, mostly by John. <laughs> so I can speak for the 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 how good it is from receiving it. Square one, I can tell how good it is by actually delivering it and receiving it. Um, neurotarget is almost by itself standalone. So once you've gone through a neurotargeting session, if you will. You should pretty much be able to take that anything that you've done <clears throat> and be able to apply it to any movement that you want to do, any any activity that you want to do, whatever, right away. You should be able it should be noticeably improved or you know, whether it be faster or smoother, or you feel lighter. Uh, I mean fill in the blank, whatever the description you want to give it, anytime you have a neurotargeting system done. Whereas Square one is very specific to a specific movement pattern. That's where I would say the difference is. So let's just say, since I have done this on many occasions, let's just say that a pitcher throws pitches just fine. Okay, they can throw a pitch. But as soon as they get somebody on second and they try to hold a runner on second, then throw a pitch. Okay, they got a runner on second. They're trying to hold him on base. Then they throw a pitch. Their body goes weak every time they turn their head to look at second base before they they throw a pitch. That can be a problem. <laughs> Your muscle, everything shuts down before you actually throw the pitch because you had to look at second. Well, that's something that square one can address, that very specific pattern. You would test that very specific pattern. You would then address that very specific pattern. And again, it can be you know addressed one of several ways, uh, proprioceptive, uh, through the vestibular system or the visual system. Mm-hmm. Now, now how does, how does square one address that? So let's just say you have, you have found that there's a vestibular you know, component that's causing the weakness. How would you address that in square one? So let's, uh, that's a good question. Uh, we would first, uh, find, um, okay, so which way when they turn their head, you know, if their their eyes are, are, are focused on a particular area, this is just vestibular, for example, they turn their head, but they're trying to focus straight ahead, all right? So I'm turning my head right and left. I'm still looking at the camera. I'm going to look right at the camera. I'm going to turn my head right and left. Okay, let's just say my body. Then we would do a 
a muscle test. Let's say that that person tests weak after having tested strong prior to doing that movement. Okay. So first they have to be strong, right? They have to test strong this pattern. Okay. They test weak. So we know there, you know, something on with the vestibular pattern. We would then determine what, what pattern of eye movement or what pattern of head movement would be strong on that individual, which patterns are weak and immediately retest. Everything should test strong. We go back and test the pattern again. It should be strong. So it's, it's, it would be, you find a, again, a very specific movement, then find a very specific correction, implement that correction, and then try try that exact same pattern again. See if it, if it sticks, if you will. Okay, cool. And then, you know, with, with NeuroTarget, the way that we'll go about it is, Remember, like I said, this is a system for, for anybody. Um, it can be used for performance. It can be used for the rehab setting. Um, you know, that's why you hear me talk about, you know, wellness stuff. I mean, I see people all the time that come in, back, knees, you know, whatever. And it's, uh, I'm not a doctor or PT. Like, that's why I don't like to use the word rehab. There are other practitioners out there who use it, but I don't like to use the word rehab. I want to make sure, you know, we, you know, everybody gets along <laughs> in the area. So what you'll, what you'll see is when, when I implement NeuroTarget, you know, I do it in a, in a manner um, in which my skills can can allow for as well. So, you know, NeuroTarget has a variety of different um, what's the word I'm looking for? A variety of different mechanisms to drive the feedback that we need to create um, specific to the neural weakness. So, that may be um, something like a um, like a couple motion adjustment. It may be like an anterior cervical, an anterior lumbar. It may be a craniosacral thing. There's a number of different things, but let's use me for an example. I'm not, I'm not a chiro, right? So now I'm trained under Dr. J, but I'm not a chiropractor. So I'm not going to do an adjustment. I, ca- I can't do that, you know? What I can do, though, is based on the coupled motion of the spine, there is a technique where I'm able to actually elicit the same feedback that would occur in a couple motion based adjustment without doing an adjustment. Okay. So I don't, I'm not going to sit there and pop your neck. I don't do that. What I'll do is I'll go through what I, what's called stair stepping and I will elicit the feedback in a very similar manner to get the same outcome. There are some other things that we'll do, like I said, some craniosacral things, some, some manual things, um, you know, like muscle spindle activation, uh, GTO, uh, you know, activation inhibition, whatever it is we need to do. It's just the premise of the neuro target is to identify the neurological origin to the physiological problem. Then if we need to continue to dive deeper, which is where a lot more of the advanced training comes, you know, comes in. So like I said, cerebellum evaluation, um, you know, you can, you know, look into, you know, deeper vestibular stuff. You can look at, you know, biochemistry type stuff. That's something Dr. Jen, um, is awesome at. And hopefully Dr. Jen will come on the show soon as well. I mean, cause there's a lot of different things that can influence neural output. And so on, we try Dr. to Jen. dig, hey, we, we, dig, dig, yeah, yeah, absolutely dig deep into that. So a lot of other things, um, you know, and so again, I just want to say like there, I don't want people to think we're trying to straight, you know, create like some holy neuro war or something like, cause I feel like in this industry, this industry is such a pissing contest. Everybody's, you know, Hey, you know, I'm better than this and I'm better than that. It's not the point guys. So don't ask that question. You ask something like that. I'm just going to block you. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to put up with that shit. Most of the time, like, cause we're all here to work together and to help our communities. What's that? No, 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 I was actually going to say exactly what you just said. And that is they should be complimentary. You know, I mean, if somebody yeah. who's going through physical therapy, 
say for a, you mm-hmm. know, an, any, a meniscus injury, surgical, non-surgical, doesn't matter. That therapy should go much better after having a solid neurotargeting session or a square one session. It should go better. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to become the therapist. You're trying to right. enhance the therapy. Okay, a square right. one session. So, so think of it this way, guys. So think of it this way. Like, I'm going to interrupt you because you made a good point. Is like, all right, so let's just say we have, you know, a, a, an ACL surgery, hypothetically, right? Obviously, yes, you're still following parameters. Doctor, PT has set in place. You're not, inter, you know, you're not, uh, you know, changing any of that. But it's common knowledge that autogenic inhibition sets in. Basically, the nervous system moves away from the area to try to protect it. Well, what if you had a system where you can manually override that in a safe way and actually get the nervous system to tell the muscle to re-engage and do its thing? You didn't have to worry about electrocuting it or zapping it or anything else. Not that, you know, the newbie or ARP or anything like that, not that it's a bad thing. I mean, we've, we have, you know, those types of tools out here. But, you know, you can clear out the neural interference by stimulating and or identifying the weak part and stimulating it to do its job again. Yeah. Yeah, it's they should once again be complementary and not competitive. It's um, mm-hmm. they actually work very well together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I don't know. Did I answer that question good enough? I believe you did. I mean, it's uh, you know, right. of course, the ultimate way would be to find out if uh, you know a lot of the people who are who have shown interest in the neurotargeting uh, seminar by Doctor J have already done square one. And a lot mm-hmm. of people who, yeah. you know, and vice versa, you know, they're interested in doing square mm-hmm. one. Uh, for that matter, uh, Matt Boulay, who's going to be on the show in a few weeks, you know, posturology in his course, um, yeah. you know, which has a lot of the same. Had a lot of his folks reach out. Yes, yes. Um, believe it or not, yeah. Yes. They, they which have, is cool. Which is great because clearly he's got something cool going on as well. So we have, mm-hmm. um, you know, there there are in all of these systems uh, uh, competitive no, why, why would everyone want to be learning the next thing if, you know, nothing's going to be the only answer, yet they can all be complementary and we can kind of, you know, get closer to a uh, more complete system, I think, the more you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I can think of like two other just random like thoughts here that just kind of tie into it to wrap it up is um, I think two examples, you know, we had the episode with Dr. Rob, you know, and, and Dr. Rob, uh, that's how I met Dr. Rob. If you didn't listen to that episode, you absolutely need to. Dr. Rob is going to be coming back on the show. Um, but Dr. Rob worked with Dr. J as well. Um, they studied at the same, you know, same places, uh, as well at some point, not together, but, um, one of the things Dr. Rob talked about was, you know, concussion and, you know, trying to help, uh, you know, drive, a lot of uh, drive the misfirings back up, you know, once that occurs based on metabolic thresholds and things like that. And and that's all kind of part of, you know, neurotarget as well, depending on what level, you know, you are in the system. And like, I'll actually be doing that tonight. Like Mandy's not here today, my wife, because she actually got flipped off her horse this weekend and uh, and sustained a a pretty significant concussion. Um, But that leads me to kind of the second point is if you haven't listened to Dr. Brandon Wally's episode, um, he was, I don't even remember, I think early 20s-ish episodes. 
But Dr. Brandon uh, talks a little bit about that as well. But Dr. Brandon is a local healthcare provider we, we've worked with for years who's also, you know, engaging in the concussion rehabilitation and trying to help drive this back up. And we're actually working together on that. And so that's where, like, NeuroTarget can just take so many different routes. I mean, there's so many different things that, you know, we can evaluate and assist with, not treat, understand, not treat, guys, assist with, right? We got to follow what the doctor says. Um, and, and go through, you know, those channels the, the proper way. But like, we'll be, I'll be taking Mandy in to go see Dr. Brandon. We've already got another client. She had a, uh, she had a concussion and, and not all these people are getting concussions in my gym guys. So don't <laughs> think that, um, they were all outside of ELP, but, uh, you know, we're going to work together on developing this protocol. So, Hey, if you're a healthcare provider, like even if you're not in our area and you're listening to the show and you have some input, I, we would love to hear it. I mean, that'd be great. Absolutely. Um, I really do feel like that's an area that a lot of people you know, need help with. I think it's just very, okay, you had a concussion, yes or no, and then go rest and stay out of the light until it doesn't bother you anymore. You know, um, you know, and there's just a lot of areas that, you know, we can still help a lot of people with. So there's just a vast array of things that, you know, you can assist people with in NeuroTarget. So I just thought those two stories were interesting to share. Right. So, all right. But, uh, all right, so anyways, we'll wrap that one up. Uh, let's move on to topic two. Question, what we got? Question two. Would it be better for someone who's doing rebound exercises for the first time or early, would it be better for them to go heavy and heavy and slow, or would it be high velocity and light? Okay. I could... I could see where that question's coming from. I mean, I, I, I would, I, the answer is light. I, I mean, I usually coach people to go like with a pencil or, you know, even something, uh, you know, like a one pound dumbbell or something like that. But, you know, I guess I could see, but I mean, if you went super heavy at the beginning, it's more like an altitude drop, kind of like learning how to just absorb the force. You're not gonna be able to redirect that. But my answer is, uh, my answer is going to be light. And then actually, if that doesn't even work, if they're still having trouble, I back them and I would go to the impulse machine as well. I don't know. What do you think? No, agreed. And um, so, well, let's, let's be clear about one thing. Let's say you're doing a rebound uh, off a body. Let's just say, let's use an upper body exercise. Okay. For the time being, Um, I'm going to demonstrate this. This is is one of those things I'm going to do a video on that's going to complement this particular video. Uh, I'm going to do a rebound push-up with a little bit of an assist, like basically a rebound push-up with my hands elevated on a box. So it's very, very light. I'm then going to do a rebound out of a dip position, okay? Parallel dip bars, you know, no leg assist, no nothing. And I just want you to see the difference in velocity. So I'm assuming that the person that is asking the question is asking on the concentric end, not the eccentric Mm -hmm. end. Because if you're talking about right. the eccentric again, gravity's pulling you down at the same rate. All right. So yeah, I know, and that still makes me mad. Like I said, <laughs> so yeah. Listen, let's be very clear. You can't tell me that a sixty-pound dumbbell falls at the same rate as right. five, but I know it's right. gravity. So whatever. I just want to be clear. Okay, those you know those engineers out there, we we understand. Look, all right. Yeah. Uh, you know, yes, you are going to fall at the exact same rate. So the concentric end. Which, side note, if you haven't watched Infinity on Netflix, you need to watch it because it'll totally trip you out. Um, <laughs> it's about stuff like that. It's about the number infinity and how all that, like, influences, like, everything that we do. And it just gets super mathematical and trippy. So, just 
There you go. There's a recommend Netflix recommendation for you. Chris. I think John's trying to throw me off because I threw him off earlier. So uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, it's uh, so anyway. I, what I'm going to show is a is two different variations of a rebound push. So it'll be a rebound push, like a push up. Then I'll compare it to the speed of of a dip. So the range of motion will be roughly the same or very similar. And, uh, of course, the, like I said, the falling part or the pulling down part will be pretty much the same velocity. It's the push yeah. up. Why don't you can you can you do a, can you do a video on like maybe a, like a bicep curl in, instead, like a rebound bicep? Because I can actually I can do because I've got two impulses here at the gym. You know, I, I can do a video on the impulse of like what a bicep would look like, you know. And so you can see how we're kind of trying to create the same response and just with different vehicles. Sure. Uh, what I'll do is I'll do this. I'll do both push-ups so you can see something, again, kind of heavy, you know, because in a a dip is still, while it's not super hard for me, it's certainly much slower than, say, the the, uh, gravity-assisted push-up. And then I'll also do a curl, so something with a little bit, or or maybe an art, like a a shoulder drop or something like that that's a a little bit easier, a little bit lighter. Um, Now, of course, if you're talking about lower body, say, you know, like you were talking about earlier, John, like a like an altitude drop, say landing in a squat pattern or landing in a lunge pattern from a from a height, you know that's clearly going to be a little bit. You can only lighten your body weight so much, you know. So right, um, you know certainly you can by you know whether you might just say jump from the ground, land, and immediately jump back up. You could certainly do that with someone who's a rank beginner. Uh, but you can also get someone who's advanced and have them land from a fairly good height, then jump back up. And that person might, you know, um, if they're in the right position, you know, that person could be quite explosive. Yeah. And I, th- I think one of the points we need to make with that is, you know, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of intricacies with it. But the, the key element with it is you, you got to understand that inherently a rebound is a reflexive exercise in nature. But it's not just about the movement that matters. Like, it's about ensuring that the movement is done the right way. Like, you know, it's about, for example, if you're doing um, like an upright row or a bi- let's just keep a bicep curl, right? Like, we've talked about this before, you know, and I put it up on the ELP YouTube page as well about how muscles lengthen and, and contract. And your bicep can only contract as fast as the tricep can lengthen and vice versa. And so if you're... You're doing like this rebound and you're pulling the arms back rather than actually working on tricep contraction, bicep lengthening, and then the re-engagement of that, then it's, it's irrelevant. Like, it, I mean, it's not irrelevant. It's important, but the, the move is you're not getting the benefit out of the move. Like you have to turn the muscle on and off the, in the right manner because otherwise you start to develop compensations which was which defeats the purpose of the whole exercise anyway right then then that person's going to be asking more along the lines of the first question you know how can i then rehab the type <laughs> right you know so right yeah. exactly so would, exactly so it's, that, it's that it's that on-off switch breakdown that often leads to injury compensation patterns which then would lead to injury so yes to answer your question absolutely i, I totally agree that um you know I would start light. I would not start heavy. He- light and heavy are relative. All right. So, like I said, uh, for one person, a you know j- stepping off of a six inch box for a 
uh, an altitude landing and a squat may be way too easy. For another person, it may be way too hard, and it's going to put them out of position. So, once again, this is this is all relative. <laughs> you know, the right position, yeah. the right height, the right in the word light and heavy are very relative. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think we covered that one. I don't yeah. really know if there's anything else we really need to say no. on it. But I would say, you know, in my experience, if if you're struggling to have an athlete or a general fitness client, somebody, I mean, do, you know, a rebound or, you know, lighter reflexive work. I, I have found the impulse to be great at assisting with that. And, I, you know, there's the impulse can do a whole lot more for yes, sure. Agreed. But if you, if you're not familiar with the impulse, the impulse inertia machine, um, I don't even think it's in production anymore. If I, if I remember, but I do believe there's another one out there. Do you know what I don't know what the name I, of it is. Know either. That's that's gonna be a question. Shout out to Dan. Um, we, Dan I know. Well, I know Dan. Dan's got one. I know. Ryan, I think Ryan Paul has one too. Ryan's coming on the show, guys. You guys are gonna like Ryan. Um, you know, no no pressure on you there, Ryan. Um, you're gonna like what Ryan's got to say too. Um, but I think Ryan's got one. But so like the impulse guys is like a, it's an anti gravity based machine, and so like unlike a regular cable machine, you can't just like pull on it and, and, it, and the cable moves. It doesn't work that way. Like the force that you create is the force you got to be able to turn around and absorb. And it, it's really cool how the patterning of it works. And so especially for young athletes, I've found that it's really beneficial, especially for young female athletes too. Like, especially if they're hypermobile even because like hypermobile athletes or general fitness, they're going to have a lot of trouble feeling things the right way. Like I've got a swimmer right now and, you know, she works super hard, but like she can't feel anything. And I mean, she's ridiculously hypermobile. I've found the impulse helps her a lot because she's able to learn how to boom, turn on, turn off, turn on, turn off. And then as we get that patterning down, then we can start to add a little bit of, of weight to it. Right. Um, yeah. So if you don't know what that is, I, I'd encourage you to check it out. If you're a co- If you're a coach and you don't have one, Definitely see if you can find one. You could probably still find one around. Um, you know, or like I said, that other company, I don't know who they are. Uh, I don't even know what it's called, but they, uh, they make a good one as well. So it's just a good tool to have. Good yes, tool. Agreed. Um, cool. We got through those uh, questions pretty yeah. quick. Um, yeah. Were there any, do you have any others? I'll say any other hot sauce we want to give anybody right now, or that- is that all we got on the docket <laughs> for today? I think that's all we got for today, but I'll tell you, it's, uh, you know, like I said, but I do want you to check out the videos. I'll submit those. Uh, we'll put those up on John's page so that you can see, you know, kind of get a visual. Okay, well, I'll show you, an, you know, a couple of upper body ones, maybe a lower body example. So you can see what yeah. the differences are and um, and kind of. And I'll compare, like I said, I'll compare it with the impulse too. So that way, you, you know, people can see, you know, both yes. of them. And so we're recording. Okay, so we're recording. The, okay, so you're going to get this episode, guys, on Tuesday morning. Uh, as long as I can get it, you know, out on time, uh, Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon, hopefully at the latest. And then, uh, yeah, Chris and I will have those videos out probably Tuesday night, um, for everybody. Right. Yeah, so be- that way you guys will have time to listen to the episode and see. So, um, yeah. All right, cool. Well, those are great questions, guys. We appreciate y'all submitting that. Um, it's pretty much the show guys. Remember, pay your dues, please, please pay your dues. We are greatly appreciate that. And, like we said at the beginning of the show, um, just sign up for the newsletter so you know what's going on. 
Don't mind answering DMs at all. I'm happy to and connect with any of you guys. Um, we appreciate the love, man. I mean, the, the love that's been coming out lately over the last couple of weeks has been tremendous. And, uh, you know, we, we greatly appreciate that for sure. So thanks for, uh, you know, thanks for listening to us. Uh, we're glad to hear we don't suck that much. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> look forward to uh, talking to you guys here soon. That's the show, guys. Y'all have a, uh, have a great day. Yeah.